Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up, my G. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? You know, Chris, that was that was outstanding. I really appreciate you stepping in for Hector. Um, you know what? We will give you his bonus, and the check is in the mail tomorrow via Federal Express. Uh, hello, everybody. How you doing? Uh, reporting live in a different location this time over in Halethorpe, Maryland at the Wasabi Studios. Um, it is uh, July the 10th, so that's uh, for those that are not fans of MMA. It is UFC Fight Night where uh, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier Part 3 is going to happen. But before we even get to that event, we are here at the the podcasts of all podcasts. This is the Kim Huang Podcast Experience. I am your host, Kim Huang, your host with the most. And, uh, you know, I am very excited for a lot of reasons uh, tonight. But before the, the real reason, you know, as I'm throwing quotation marks in the air, uh, this is actually my very first uh, interview in the show. Um... And I got to say, honestly, I'm very glad and honored to have him here. Uh, this young man uh, comes from Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, from Olney, Maryland, if I remember correctly. Uh, he is a martial artist. He is uh, a black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, I believe that he is also a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and has dabbed in soft styles of a certain Kung Fu style that we will get into later on. Uh, he is actually also, uh, most recently, one of the stars of Romel Morales' new up-and-coming movie, Miscalculated. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the studios with me live, we got Zach Malakoff. Zach, what's going on, bro? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, wow, thank you for that introduction. That, was, uh, that made me look really good. I appreciate <laughs> it. Sure. Well, you know what? It, it's easy to really uh, you know, tell facts because they are truths. And to me, it's like when you tell the truth, it's a lot easier than making stuff up. So for that reason and that reason only, thank you for supplying the truth out there. So, uh, you know, uh, we're going to go right into it. This is, uh, this is good. This is where we're starting. And uh, right now, uh, before we really start, we are going to do uh, what I call the rapid fire. What's going down is that I'm going to ask a couple of series of questions. And just go ahead and answer in the best way that you can, whether if it's a short answer or if it's a long answer. Cool. Start with the hard stuff. Let's do it. Well, they're going to be sh- uh, shifted all around, so here we go. All right. Rapid fire. Take one. Here we go. All right. Uh, Marvel or DC Comics? Ooh, ah, man. I got to go with uh, I gotta go with Marvel just for the sheer uh, expansiveness of, of what they have. Out of Marvel Comics that you just identified as being your favorite, can you name three of your favorite characters of the Marvel uh, Universe? Ooh, um, Spidey. Gotta go with Spidey. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with, man, that's a tough one. Um, Thor. I'm not trying to choose from the from the main cast. But that's really, I mean, what hits me the most. Uh, and, man, Iron Man. Because, he, I mean, he's just, I feel like he encompasses the, the Batman of the Marvel Universe. You know, he, he's that 
that guy. Okay. Going from that theme, if we had a three-way battle between Iron Man, Bender the Robot, and Johnny Five the Robot, who do you think would win? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> ooh, that's a tough one, man. Oh, God. Uh, it depends on, on how much... Uh, how much alcohol and, and cigars Bender gets, but I, I'd probably stick with Iron Man on that one. Okay, okay, very good. Uh, philosophies on CrossFit, very useful or not that much? Uh, you know, I feel like anything, you know, one of one of my favorite quotes from, from Bruce Lee is absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what's uniquely your own. So if you're using CrossFit in the right way, then of course it's going to be useful. If you're just doing it to get big and jacked and you can't turn around, you can't look over your shoulder without turning around, well then, you know, I don't know how useful it's going to be outside of bodybuilding. iPhone or Galaxy uh, phones? I have an iPhone, so I got to stick with that. Okay. Um, if you have uh, Apple Music or if you have any type of music at all, name three musical acts that you listen to from your iPhone. Uh, any genre. Any genre. Um, let's go with uh, Curtis Mayfield. Okay. Uh, Mac Miller. Okay. And um, I mean, J. Cole just put out that new album, which has been fire, man. I've listened to it nonstop. So. Okay. And the last question. Uh, in tonight's uh, main event between Dustin Poirier and the notorious Conor McGregor, who's taking it? Oh, I and knew that was. When, when is he going to take it and how? Oh man, I mean, I couldn't. Mm, that's that's a tough one, man. That's tough. I I gotta stick with, you know. I, I said it on my uh on my Facebook feed. I, I just don't see Connor making the same mistakes twice. Uh, Dustin, I, I love Dustin. Out of the two, he's definitely more of the role model. I really like him, uh, and I hope he wins. But if I I just can't see Connor making those mistakes that he made again. Okay, so, stick with Connor. I right. knock out. All right, now that's that's good. We got the the rapid fire questions actually uh, taken care of. Bang, there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the round one of rapid fires. And uh, you know, let's just start out from the beginning. You're you're a Moco kid. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you born and raised in um over in Montgomery County, over in in Olney? Yeah, I was. Uh, I grew up my until I was about eight years old in Olney. I moved to Howard County. Um, to Ellicott City, and okay. then I ended up moving back to Olney um, when I was 14, 15. Okay. And once I graduated high school and uh, was around there, around 20-some years old, I, I moved out to the Rockville area where I'm, I'm currently at now. Okay. So what were you what were you like when you were a kid? Were you just like a, like a, just like a kid that's just like, you know, all into comics? Were you like a more like a music guy? Were you more into sports? I mean, what, what were you like as a kid growing up from like when you were like a child to the man that you are now man i was an angry kid um, really yeah i was i was really pissed off a lot of the time um and i i can't exactly tell you why um kind of like a, a outcast outside of the martial arts and then inside of the martial arts it was uh everybody saw me as you know in in the environment i was in as as that guy mm -hmm. you know and so um i, I don't, i'm not sure what it was that didn't allow me to bring that out to my, you know, everyday life. But I think in, in the everyday situation, um, I just, I wasn't getting along socially with the other kids. And uh, I think that kind of made me more of an outcast. So, Would you say that you were like an outcast in the more of a nerdy sense? Or you were just an outcast because you just really didn't know who you really clicked with and you just wanted to figure that out on your own? 
I would say a little bit of both, you know, not knowing who I clicked with, which kind of led me to kind of be more reserved. So the nerdy part of me never kind of came out, you know, the, the uh, not that I'm a huge fan of the WWE anymore, but at the time, you know, as a, as an eight-year-old kid who wasn't. Right. And, uh, you know, the anime and the comics and that type of stuff I've always loved. Um, and I never really found anybody at the time that kind of clicked with that. But I did have, you know, a few close friends growing up that kind of kept me on the on the right path of, of not going crazy. You I, know? I see. I see. Now, you know, obviously, like, looking at you, like, I see that you're a very, um, you're a very physical gifted person. Were you, like, you know... Like very athletic from the get go, or was that just something that was very um, progressive, like building it, you know, from the ground up? No, I, I think I was definitely an athletic person growing up. Um, I always believed, you know, I could do anything I wanted to do, and so that was uh, that was a huge thing for me. Um, my dad was was a martial artist growing up, so he was my instructor. So from very young age, I got started in the martial arts, and okay. that, that kind of just kept me, you know. Uh, it made everything else easy, you know, because when you start in the martial arts, everything else kind of fits together, too. I see. Well, jumping into the martial arts, um, everybody basically has a story, you know, about, like, when they first saw it, how it bit them, and so forth. And, you know, and I'll give you a prime example. You know, growing up, um, you know, back in the days, there would always be, um, there was two main uh, channels in the Washington, D.C. and Baltimore area. There was a WDCA 20 in Washington, D.C. And then there was a WNUV 54 in Baltimore. And every Saturday and Sunday, they would have, like, uh, I know WNUV in Baltimore would have, like, Black Belt Theater. And they would always show, like, really cool martial arts films, um, you know, during, like, maybe a certain time frame. Uh, you know, WDCA 20, maybe not as much, but they used to way back when. And the first thing that really caught my eye um, as a martial artist growing up uh, was Bruce Lee. And I remember that they were playing, um, it was a movie called The Chinese Connection. Later on, they uh, returned it The Big Boss. And I just thought, wow, you know, that dude, that dude is badass. Like, you know, he's do doing these things, and, you know, I can't even believe it. So, like, you know, for you... Um, how did you find the martial arts, like, visually? Was there, like, a movie or was there, like, a cartoon or something that made you go, whoa, that, that's the one? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, Bruce Lee, for everybody, I feel like is a huge inspiration. But definitely, I, I watched all his movies as a kid. Um, you know, I loved, uh, I loved the Game of Death. That was Game of Death, yeah, that was a great one. movie, um, along with Enter the Dragon. Yes. You know, which I think were two of his final movies. Yeah. Um, but those two, and, and you know, a lot of people don't know it, Enter the Dragon, that Jackie Chan was actually an extra in the movie, That's, which, you yeah. know, he's another huge inspiration for me. That's um, right. Yeah. Chuck Norris as well. Um, so those three, I think, were really, at the time, you know, as a young kid, that really got me visually, like you said, involved in the martial arts. I learned a lot of uh, the moves and, and the weapons that I would see uh, Bruce do. I would just imitate, which I think everybody would do. Um Indefinitely, that was that was a huge thing. As long as there was a uh, another movie on cassette called uh, "The Mystic Origins of the Martial Arts." Okay. And that man was just—they had everything about Shaolin, you know, about the origins of Taekwondo, of karate. Right. And uh, it's a pretty long movie, but it, it is something that really inspired me as well. Okay. Now, um, 
as I mentioned earlier, uh, you you are very um, multi um, talented in, in many uh, martial arts, as, as you have actually studied. Uh, you know, actually, to at least my knowledge, uh, three: um, Taekwondo. Uh, you also uh, dab in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and you have done a uh, uh, Kung Fu style of some sort. I'm not sure uh, which specifically. If you want to clarify which Kung Fu system that you have uh, that you studied. Yes. Yeah, so actually, growing up. Uh, Taekwondo is definitely my, my beginning, and uh, my my father's instructor was also a black belt in Hapkido, so I, I studied that under him as, as well as um, a Scream of Sticks, uh, or, or Kali, or Arnis, whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, so those three were kind of the things that I really developed my understanding in, and luckily he was also a boxer, um, so we didn't do Olympic style, we did, you know, the more ITF, the... Uh, International Taekwondo Federation. Yes, sir. The, yep. the traditional style uh, and mixed in the hands with, with the feet. So I, right. I kind of had a well-developed striking style uh, growing up. Right. And then uh, I definitely, the next thing I jumped into was Shaolin uh, Kung Fu um, from traditional, you know, from the, the temple in China. Mm-hmm. Um, they had sent their uh, their masters around the world to, to kind of get the word out about Kung Fu. Okay. And... Somebody landed in Rockville, uh, master, uh, my master who uh, landed there. I just found him by chance, and, and we just clicked, and I started training with him. It's now been, you know, about five, six years now. Um, I've been training the traditional style of, of Shaolin Kung Fu, not northern, not southern, just Shaolin traditional Kung Fu. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, as, as, along with, uh, you know, like I said, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Hoist Gracie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and his student Lamont Tyler is my instructor, um, who's also my judo instructor. And uh, you know, another thing I, I did growing up was the extreme martial arts. I used to look up to Mike Chat. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, and, Mike and Chat, Taylor Lautner, and yep. all those guys. So yep. you know, I know we're gonna talk about acting later, and I would just just watch them and and Bruce Lee and, and Jackie Chan and just copy everything, man. And, and so I always wanted to to do every part of it for sure. Now, for those that don't know who Mike Chat is, uh, Mike Chat is a martial artist uh, based out of Chicago, Illinois. He studied under uh, Sensei John Sharkey, so it was like more like I believe that was like a like I think it was a, a show and roof style of, of, of martial arts. Um, he did really well in the NASCA circuit where he competed in forms and weapons forms, and later actually became a member of the prestigious uh, Paul Mitchell Karate Team. And then he broke out really big doing a couple of uh, individual um, acting gigs. Most famous is the Power Rangers. So oh. he was he was there. You know, he was definitely there. And, um, you know, it, it's just really interesting that um, you picked Taekwondo, Shaolin Kung Fu, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Though, that's like, you know, when people, you know, see it from, let's say, an MMA, uh, you know, stance, they would think that that's like the weirdest ingredients, you know what I mean, of, of systems to study. Because a lot of people, they think, okay, I have a Taekwondo background, so I'm good with my kicking, but I want to actually be more versed in my ground game. So I may want to do some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but then, you know, I want to probably, you know, mix it up with uh, Muay Thai kickboxing because their striking is a little bit more effective in certain aspects. But, I mean... Was it, did you just pick that uh, 
combination of martial arts all by chance, or was there like a method to the madness? Or well, it's funny because you know you speak about Muay Thai, which is something I actually have been training in for as long as I've been doing a, a jitsu and maybe even a little longer. And um, you know, real quick, I want to give a shout out to all my instructors. I know uh, uh, Shifu Shiyanran in Rockville is my Shaolin instructor, um, my my Kung Fu instructor, and um, uh, Lamont Tyler is based out of Gracie Randall's town along with Jay Ferrari in Tacoma Park at right. Capital MMA. And, uh, yeah, they do uh, the Muay Thai training there, which I have a lot of instructors um, who have trained in Muay, in Muay Thai, but the most, um, I would say, prominent to society would be Amin Balfrey. Yeah. Um, he was the Lion Fight champion, uh, uh, and now he's moving on trying to get into into one championship. So Right on. Um, yeah, so... Real quick, you remind me of what the question was again. Uh, oh, yeah, the um, was it by chance or was it... Uh, yeah, was it by chance where, like, you just, like, picked all these arts by random or was there, like, a special method to the madness? What was, uh, what was the uh, the thought process? Well, like I said, I uh, you know, my father was uh, my Taekwondo instructor. Mm-hmm. So that was not a choice. That was, I, <laughs> you know, before I was walking, I was kind of, they were holding my hands and I was doing the kicks at, at the same time, you know, so... Um, that, that was just something I fell into and, and, you know, like I said about that cassette, the Mystic Origins, they touched a a lot on Shaolin Kung Fu and how that was kind of the first, you know, and I might get a lot of grief about this, but the first known martial art, you know, out of, was out of the Shaolin Temple and, um, and I really kind of identified with that and I really wanted to get back to what I felt were the origins and so when I found, uh, Xi'an Ran, uh, Shifu, um, in Rockville, I, I was like, I have to do this. And I saw him do one kick, and I said, that's it. I'm, I'm signing up here. Um, and then, of course, you know, UFC was around, and I was watching all these guys go on the ground and get beat up. And, yeah, I, yeah. and it wasn't wrestling, and I, and I wanted to know what it was. And, and so when I found jiu-jitsu, I, my first class, I was facing a, a, a purple belt who was one of the assistant instructors, and I know he was going easy on me, but I, I threw an armbar on him, and uh, right after that, he smashed me. You know, oh. I, he he was like, you know, I'm just letting you know I was going easy, and boom, just just smashed me. So I mean, that was something else. I, I was like, I need to know how to do this. You know, and so um, definitely when I see the things and, and see what I need to work on, right? That was kind of what fell in after Shaolin Kung Fu, which I kind of just loved. I just you know I knew Bruce Lee was a traditional type of Kung Fu. He had done the Wing Chun, which is something I would definitely want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just overall, yeah, I just kind of fell into it as it came to me, you know, and, and when you join a jiu-jitsu school, they have the Muay Thai program, and, and that was definitely something I, I wanted to do as well. So everything just kind of fell into place. Right on. Now, um, as a martial artist in general, not speaking – a martial artist that has studied uh, numerous styles. I'm just talking about as a martial arts uh, practitioner in general. Um, what would you say, like, you know, um, people have certain philosophies when they start study martial arts, and they always, like, have this weird, uh, you know, thought like, oh, well, this uh, style is better than this style, or this style is better than this style. And then there are some people that are just saying, well, it's not really the style that that is the situation it's more of the martial artist behind the art so what is your philosophical take on on that type of situation so i had come to my own conclusion and i'm sure that bruce lee's 
quote that we'll, I'll get into in a second had a, an influence without me knowing it. Mm-hmm. But I would always say it's better to be the best at one thing and second place in everything else. Okay. Because if you can't beat number one in their own thing, you have your own section where you're the best and you take them to that to those deep waters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always tell my students that the best martial artist is the one who does the right move at the right time. If you're doing a high block when someone's kicking you between the legs, you're not the best martial artist in that moment, you know. Um, and I think that's where Bruce would touch on the fact that the best fighter is not a boxer or man or a karate person or a judo person. The best fighter is someone who can adapt to any style, you know, who can uh, kicks uh, kicks too good for a boxer, throws uh, too good for a karate man, and punches too good for a judo man. Right. You know, and, and that's really my philosophy as well. I can dig it. I can dig it. Well, right now, folks, uh, we are actually going to take a, a little bit of a break, but this is getting really good, guys. So uh, we're going to take a, a little moment. When we come back, we are going to start talking about the movie scene and how it all went down and how Zach got there. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about Miscalculated. So quick shout out to Romel Morales, dude. We love you. You know what I mean? So uh, this is your shout out. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to take a little bit of a breather and we'll be right back on the Kim Huang podcast experience. Stay tuned because, you know, we're just starting to heat up and we're just starting to cook. Yo, this is Kim from the Kim Huang Podcast Experience, and I want to give a quick corporate shout-out to my friends over in Kaizen Karate. That's right. These guys have been teaching karate for quite some time with a knowledgeable staff of instructors that know how to teach their material and explain how it is. So, if you live in Silver Spring, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and or Arlington, Virginia, you have a chance to actually go over to their school and actually check it out and see what it's all about. Studying martial arts is a great way to learn about self-defense, have great physical fitness, and make a lot of friends. So check out Kaizen Karate over at KaizenKarateMD.com for more information on how to register to become a student and actually participate in their program. Also, follow them on Anchor as they do have a podcast show, the Kaizen Karate Podcast. Yes, check it out. Go ahead and be a student. Study what martial arts is all about. Have fun. And tell them that the Asian sensation sent you. And now, back to the Kim Huang Podcast Experience with your host, Kim Huang. Dude, I'm taking five. Warning, on this portion of the Kim Huang Podcast Experience, some of our furry friends that are dogs that live in the Wasabi Studios try to intercept the interview by scratching the door and making a few barks. So if that does not bother you, then it's all good. And now, back to the show. Yo, Ken, you gotta wake up, son. We got a podcast to finish. Yo, 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 welcome back to round two of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Once again, coming from uh, Wasabi Studios over in Hale Thorpe, Maryland. So a little bit uh, in between uh, Glen Burnie and Baltimore, Maryland. And we are here. We're doing it. Uh, again, Zach Malakoff is my guest. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, uh, this time we wanted to try to be a little bit one with nature outside. Um, what I'm actually doing here in Wasabi Studios is that uh, a friend of mine who actually is a resident here with his family, they have the family dog. Well, the dog is a little bit uh, energetic, so we decided that we were going to keep the dog in the house 
where there is plenty of air conditioning. We decided to take our chance out here on the deck of the balcony here in the backyard. It's actually not bad. There may be an occasional, if you hear it, maybe like a couple of motorcycles and uh, trucks and whatever vehicles, but I think we're going to be okay. This is going to be good. Again, Zach is with me right now. We, uh, we left off talking about a lot about the martial arts stuff. Now we are going to jump into the movie aspect. Um, now, Zach, it's no secret. Uh, you were actually in the movie uh, Miscalculated. We're going to take it back a little bit, just a, just a little bit. Um, you know, growing up, were you like a, a movie kid from the get-go? Did you like watching a lot of movies of any genre or any type? Yeah, I mean, growing up and definitely now, for sure, you know, uh, like I said before, you know, the animes and, and the movies, I mean, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, all those guys, I mean, in martial arts and just the, the cinematic aspect of, of movies in general, you know, uh, acting and, and just the whole part of putting it together, you know, um, I just always admired how people did that, but I, overall, I just enjoyed the the magic of, of what's happening, you know? Right on. Now, like, um, did you have any acting experience before Miscalculated? Like, did you do, like, stuff, like, in middle school or high school or, or something like a, a movie extra roles before this or not as much? I think, as everybody knows, you know, with the, the XMA, the Extreme Martial Arts, is, is a little bit of an acting type within itself. You yeah. know, um, yeah. you have to kind of bring that energy. Yeah. Um, almost like you're fighting people while you're doing the forms. But I had uh, auditioned for a couple of, uh, of, of different types of things, like a Disney thing and, and certain stuff that, you know, I ended up getting opportunities, not so much parts, but opportunities that you had to pay for that we just, you know, as a family, couldn't afford to do. So, right. um, you know, I would go audition, and out of 100 kids, they choose three. They, one of them was me, but, you know, then you had to pay a couple tens of thousands of dollars to go do it, and we just didn't have that at the time. So I, I think I've always had this kind of uh, innate talent for acting, this want for, for acting, and that comes, I feel, with, you know, loving the Bruce Lee movies and kind of imitating those types of things, you know, being that kid. In, in his room alone, kind of doing those types of, of, of things. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've always had a knack for it, and I've always wanted to do it, but I've never actually had that opportunity until, uh, thankfully, Miscalculated you know, came along, and I jumped right on board for that, for sure. It almost seems that, uh, going back a little bit, uh, what you said about you know, uh, going for these opportunities, and then you were like maybe one out of the three, but you had to you know, like pay like an X amount of money. It, it it almost seems like a like a real scam, man. Like they were just trying to do that just to just to, you know out hustle you and, and take all your hard earned money, or if it wasn't your money, all the hard earned money that you know that belonged to you, to your family. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I think you know at the time it was kind of like a, we'll choose these kids to kind of to groom and take to this school that you have to pay the money for, and mm -hmm. and you know. I don't know if it was a scam or not. Obviously, we never did it. But, you know, everything, I think, in life leads to another opportunity. So even though I didn't get any real opportunities, going there and, and stepping out of the line and reading whatever script they had me read, it, it kind of let me know what I was in for when I did get an opportunity like Miscalculated, you know, which yeah. I'm very grateful for in the first place. Uh, now, Miscalculated. Um some people, uh, you know, when we were on the set, they, they all had their stories about, you know, 
how they heard about it or so forth. Um, what's your story? How did, how did you hear about this? I believe it's the, the Maryland Martial Arts Club um, on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah, and Coleman, Coleman McFarland um, was the one who I think created that club. Um, and, and it was just on, on the post, you know, if you're looking to be in a movie, um, just come to this audition, you know, and, and see what's up. And I went and I saw what's up. And I, I feel like it kind of clicked right when I walked in, you know, with Dameron and, and with Romel. And, um, you know, they sat me down, you know, we talked for a second. And it was kind of like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't so much. They didn't have me read a script. They didn't have me do anything. We just talked a little bit. They asked me, you know, what I wanted to do, and I said, I don't care about the money. I just want to get get some acting experience, and they said, perfect, we're not giving you any money. I will give you oh, some man. acting experience. Ramel, you're, not, went, you're not giving my boy money? Not even, not even like, you know, $10 for the gas, but bro? I gave, I, I, I committed the cardinal sin, which was in the first place saying, I don't want any money, you know? It wasn't it wasn't a thing of, of oh, you know, hey, we're not going to give you anything. It was, hey. I don't need anything. Just let me get in this movie. Let me show what I'm capable of. And, right. And it was great because afterwards, you know, I, I think Romel and I kind of kicked it off, and, and I'm looking forward to working with him again. I think that's the, the, the commonality that a lot of actors uh, from Miscalculated, from what I was told, was that, you know, they wanted to have an opportunity. You know, it really wasn't about the money or, you know, or, or, or the fame. It was just about an opportunity to do something, you know, that either it's a part of their art and they love acting and they want to do it, or it's just I want an opportunity to do something like this for the first time because it's not normally in my realm. But, you know, what the hell? Let's go for it. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it, I will have to be on um, – I'm going to have to uh, put this on, a, on, a, uh, on the same note that there were a lot of people, as far as I know, that actually had auditioned for these parts um, for Miscalculated. And this probably was the most highly talked about project in Facebook this year. Yeah, seems like it, it was everywhere when, it, when you know, the auditions were getting prepared for and everything. I mean, I just saw, I think I saw the post twice before I, I jumped on board and then I saw it probably five, six, seven X more times, you know, going forward. So it was definitely something that circulated through the martial arts community, at least. Sure. You know, and that's a really good thing about the martial arts community, um, you know, especially with that particular, uh, you know, organization uh, from Facebook, is that when an opportunity strikes, you know, whether if it's like just a movie that requires a lot of martial arts talent and background, or just, you know, people to fill in, there are going to be people that are going to jump on that opportunity because it's something that, you know, it's either A, you know, what do I have to lose? Or B, you know, this could be something that could make me famous. Um, obviously, I think maybe, and it's just my opinion, you can correct me or not, but it felt like, for, from your perspective, in my opinion, you felt like you had nothing to lose in this. Man, it was just something I wanted to do. I've, I've wanted to act, you know, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, in life, I, I try to be a very genuine person, mm -hmm. but I've always had this feeling like I wanted to be on screen, you know, not so much, like you said, for the fame, but just, it, it's just an, something that, you know, watching Bruce and watching Jackie Cannon, watching all these guys, and I, I just, Donnie Yen and all of them, man, I just, I just wanted to kind of follow that path, and I was really looking forward to it, and 
and really looking forward to meeting new people like yourself and 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 just making that whole connection there you know i i can't really say anything else about that for sure now um we had met um you know it's no secret that we met on that project uh we worked together uh, a lot of us actually on uh on that saturday and that sunday uh in an undisclosed location in um in ellicott city for those that don't know what El what ellicott city is um, it's in Howard County, Maryland. It's about, depending on where you are in Ellicott City, uh, maybe 20 to 25 minutes away from downtown Baltimore. Um, when you actually reported on set for the first time on that Saturday, uh, before the whole filming and everything, what was your initial reactions? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, as you said, this, this was your first time. This was like your big break. So, you know, you stepping on the set, I can only imagine, like, you know, in your mind, you're like, ooh, and ah, you know, or something to that effect. Yeah, I'll tell you, the second I stepped inside, my man Paul, Pablo, was there. <laughs> he was there, man, and he was like, you know, are you my security guard? And I, I, I don't know, man, I'm just here to, to act, you know, and, and we kicked it off, and I think he was, he put me at, at ease so much, like his energy, man. Um, big shout out to Pablo. Uh, yeah, Paul, you know. we love you, bro. Big shout out to you, man. No, for sure. I And since... At that point, man, it was just like it. It was just like okay, I'm cool. I'm here. Let's do it. You know, I'm hanging out, and and that was really it. There was going in. I mean, there was nerves. You know, I, I feel like there's always nerves when you go to do something new and you go to meet new people and yeah. excitement, or butterfly, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, yeah. The second I walked in and, and Paul was talking to me, and I mean, it just put me so much at ease that the rest of it was just. I mean, it was just fun. I mean, the whole thing was just fun. Right on. Right on. And. Um, if I remember correctly, your dad uh, was in it too, if I remember. Yeah, he showed up kind of just to support. He knew kind of that, I mean, like I said, he was there, you know, my, my first uh, uh, martial arts instructor, Mark Malikoff, um, you know, and, and he knew that it was something I, I grew up wanting to do, and I think he just wanted to come and support, and, you know, Romel needed an extra person, and he was happy to help, so... You know, I, I feel like that's the martial artist in, in all of us is, you know, what what do you need? And if I can give it to you, I'll give it to you. And, you know, that's just the type of person he definitely is. I mean, first off, I got to give a big shout out to your dad, Master Mark Malikoff. He's, uh, you know, an incredible guy. Nice guy. I can definitely tell that he's very supportive of you. And, and I can definitely tell that he's very proud of you. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, Mr. Malikoff, all I got to say is, you raised a very good son, sir. You really did. So, you know, full respect and salute to you, sir. You know, mad respect. I know we both appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So um, now let's talk about, like, behind the scenes because, you know, uh, for the two days, at least from what I remember it, you know, when we got to the, when we got there, you know, it was like, okay, you know, anybody that was a martial artist that was going to be doing something, you know, we were just like warming up, stretching out, you know, you know, throwing punches in the air and, and kicking and so forth. And a lot of people, including yourself, um, you know, you followed suit. Matter of fact, uh, you know, guys, I, I got I got a little story here. You know, we were we were trying to kill some time, uh -oh. you know, so we're just like, you know, we're trying to do something, you know, as martial artists, we're trying to do some stuff. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, our bravado or our ego or whatever. And the first thing that I did was like. I want to. I got some boards left over, so we're gonna we're gonna break some boards, you know. And uh, you know, Cameron Winnington from uh, 
who actually played one of my um you know my special guards he got onto the scene um you know he he started it off and uh, did an axe kick um shout out cameron man that yeah is a man dude uh cameron if you don't know cameron whittington awesome individual hopefully we'll get him on a future episode of the podcast talented martial artist and tricker representing uh team america and he's really doing his thing if you guys don't know him you better follow him he's good stuff but anyways um he capped it off um i think that you were next you actually capped it off and you actually were uh because cameron did an axe kick i think you did a spinning back kick yes i did yeah and and you broke it right on cue you know so shout out to that and then uh you know one of my good friends uh coach zach you know uh the other guy that was uh one of my uh you know special guards he came out there with um an axe kick of his own so you know coach zach shout out to you man and to uh kaizen karate and happy birthday zach happy belated birthday yes happy belated birthday my dude like seriously we gotta you and I, we're going to have to toast to a couple of Steve Weisers, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and just uh, celebrate and do it up. And then um, one of my good friends, talented stuntman, Timothy Apollo, came in with that spinning hook. I'm like, yo. And these guys broke all the regular boards, and I'm the one with the rinky board. I'm like, this is not fair. I'm like, wow, I really got shafted out of the deal. I'm like... Is everybody pulling rank here? I mean, I'm I might be like on the low totem pole of being a second don, but come on, man. But it was cool because you know I I broke my my board with the uh with the jump front kick and that was cool. Look, we couldn't have the big boss putting out too much effort, you know. I mean, he, <laughs> the, you know, so you had to save your energy for for when you were you know yeah that fight scene that, that, fight that incredible scene. fight scene yeah man. that fight it, scene it that great. I had with. Uh, with Dameron, uh, the uh, executive producer, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I definitely would say that uh, uh, working with Dameron in that fight scene was amazing. But then working with everyone, uh, everybody, you know, that those two days was amazing. You everybody know? was incredible for sure. Yeah, and 100%. then like you know, the second time that we were trying to uh, waste time, uh, we brought out the kicking paddles, and we were going kick for kick for kick. And, and my man Zach, you know, let me tell you something. Although he is you know, not the tallest dude in the world. Compact, we'll say. Well, he, he, he's compact, but my man, you know, blew those uh, paddles with some impressive kicks. I like that. My man was like really swinging for the fences and was not holding anything back. And like you know, the one thing uh, that I, that impressed me was just his determination in his heart to say, you know what, man, you know, I missed this target. It was a little bit high, but you know what? No excuses. I'm going to hit it the next time. Sure enough, knocked it right out of the park. You know what I mean? So this guy is incredible for, you know, for his kicking ability and just for his, uh, just his martial arts, uh, you know, intelligence. You know, it's really up there, guys. So, um, you know, that. Uh, that that's a little bit of a background there. But, um, but you being in Miscalculated, when you got in officially, what was... Um, what was your character role in that uh, in that movie? I was I was Jackie Chan in Enter the Dragon. I was getting my ass kicked. I mean that was <laughs> that was the that was my role, and I really you know and and I I knew that everybody kind of had like this this Taekwondo kind of or, or traditional Tang Soo Do karate background. Yeah, and that was where you know I had talked to Dameron and I I said look 
you know, I see I see a lot of similar things. You know, everybody has their own little uniqueness to them. But yeah, we were in this little area that we needed to fight in, and and I said, look, why don't we go with Muay Thai? I said, why don't we get some elbows and knees? And 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 that was really uh the 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 thing that I think made me feel like I kind of was able to separate myself in in those action scenes um you know but that was really it man i i knew from the start i was getting my butt kicked and that you know i i was okay with that you know i think bringing all the martial artists in we all kind of went in there thinking like okay whose butt am i gonna kick and then had to take a step back and say wait 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 i'm the one getting my butt kicked yeah i'm not i'm not the star you know so that was one thing even you know i think we all had to kind of say okay we can get our our licks in, you know. We right. all had to get our little thing in, but overall, man, we knew what what we were there for. Yeah, you know? overall, was... we're gonna you know get that slice of that humble pie, and we're gonna eat it whether we like it or not. Hundred percent. Um, when you knew that was gonna happen, um, and so forth, um, I'm not sure if you're uh, aware of it or not, but did did you think for a second that okay, if I'm gonna be in this role? And I'm going to be in a fight scene, and I might actually take some bumps and some hits. Maybe I might fall on the floor. Um, did you think about at one point, like maybe I should get like some basic, like uh, you know, protection, like elbow pads or knee pads or like something from my back? Because you know, with you know, stunt guys and people taking those impacts, you know, you have to admit that that might be a possibility, and that might be something to consider. Was that? ever in the radar of thinking that maybe this is something I needed to invest in or did you just felt like uh, maybe because of the years of the training of the martial arts and what I've actually been doing with learning how to fall and stuff it might help me out and I, I think I might be okay. You know to be honest I, I didn't even think once really about protective gear or anything. I, I was more focused on just getting it done. I, I feel like I, I trusted my own ability mm-hmm. um, I, I trusted Dameron, um, you know, and I, I knew that he wasn't necessarily swinging for the fences. Um, he did catch me with one good elbow, though. To the, I, I had a little bruise on my forehead the next day, but, and, you know, that was part of it. I mean, there's nothing better, you know, in that action scene. You're not going to get any better scene than a real hit, you know, and, and that's kind of where I was at was, you know, let me let me just make it as real as possible. Right. Um, and, and I think that's where, you know, I kind of got that praise from Romel at the end, and I was very appreciative of that. And I know we talk about working together. He wants me to cut my hair up, so I gotta. That, <laughs> I, if you know me, you know now I have a half blonde hair because I know I'm gonna have to cut it at some point. So I wanted to do something before he makes me cut it, you know. So, but no, I I think that was really the the biggest thing was just just letting it happen, you know, letting it fall into place, trusting Dameron, trusting myself. Right. And it, there weren't many stunts I was doing. I know, you know, uh, Cameron had a little bit of a flip, you know, and, and, you know, I know those types of stunts are a little bit, even though I've, I've worked on my break falls, you always want to be a little careful because you never know when you're going to have to do it two, three, four, five times, you right. know. Right, and, and we did go through it a little bit, but, no, it was really just, you know, just trusting the process and and believing that hey, he's not gonna knock me out, you right, know. And if right. he does, it's just all much it was better for you know yeah. for the for the scene anyways. So right, right. It was good. Do you think in hindsight, um, you know, 
now knowing that you know people ha- have uh, invested in, in such safety equipment and so forth do you think for your for yourself you know do you think that that's something that you would invest in uh, for the future in upcoming uh, you know projects and so forth um I don't know you know it's it really just depends on what I'm doing um I think you know if you look at Jackie Chan and him doing all his own stunts you know and and of course he's he's broken a foot he's knocked himself out he's done all these things mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of those stunts yet you know right and and when I get there yeah I you know and I say when I get there because it's something I definitely want to keep doing right um perhaps um but like I said I think the the years of training and the different styles you know break learning how to break fall in kung fu learning how to break fall in judo and how to do it in, in jiu-jitsu and I mean like I said trusting myself I think those are all huge things I, uh, I would say yes I definitely want to make sure I'm protected and I have the right gear when when it's needed. Right. But I think that's really going to be a feeling that I have inside is, okay, you know what? I did this once without it and I didn't like it. Let me use this or, you know, um, okay, I've I've seen this done and or I've, tr- I've gone through it slowly. Right. And I don't really trust that I can do this 100% by myself. Right. Let me use this. But... Overall, man, I'm I'm one of those people that's just like, to hell with it. Let's just go for it. So, you know, that's that's really where I'm at with it. If you can go in a hot tub time machine and let's say, because like you know, how like for the record, how how old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. If you can go in a hot tub time machine and go back where you saw your younger self of Zach Malakoff at let's say fifteen years. 15 years old uh, that Zach Malikoff was at, and you're 25 now, and you see that 15-year-old self, knowing that, you know, this was a part of what was happening in your life, and knowing that you did this, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? I would smack the shit out of him. Oh, sir! I, I would tell him, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? You're wasting your time, you know, you you have all this talent, you have all this training already, you know, you're going through these years of, of growth but but you're you're not focused you know and that's really even now you know I, I have to look in the mirror and tell myself you know focus on what you want on what you're doing get it done you know and and manage your time wisely I think it's the one thing I would I would tell myself after I'm done beating the crap out of him you oh, know wow so for sure <laughs> definitely because 15 year old Zach probably thought he could beat up 25 year old Zach you know, that's, wow. that's the type of person I was back then, you know, so, and, and I feel like that's the type of person you have to be if you want to be a fighter, if you want to be a martial artist. I mean, you know, um, a lot of people would say that Bruce Lee was arrogant. I think he just believed in himself and, and you know, he believed in other people too, but how are you going to believe in other people more than you believe in yourself? You, it's just not something that you can do if you want to be number one, if you want to be the person that other people are, are looking at, you know. Right on. Well, now uh, we are going to be reaching uh, a little bit near the end. Uh, what we did in round one, we did a rapid fire. Now we're going to do a round two rapid fire. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, I got I got to keep it interesting, man. For sure. For you sure. know, so uh, again, you know, same rules apply. So here we go in no particular order. Um, all right. Here we go. Martial arts. The best. Everybody should do it. 
some form. I don't care. I consider yoga a martial art. If you're just if you're helping your body, that's the best thing you can do. Fill in the rest of the sentence. Martial arts to me is a lifestyle. It, it's just it, it's a lifestyle. It's something that everybody should be doing. You know, like I like I said previously, it's just it's it, it encompasses all things. Being in the movie of Miscalculated, knowing that it was my first movie ever, blank. Is an amazing experience. I would do it 10 out of 10 times. I'm so blessed to have that opportunity and to meet the people that I got to meet. Here's a tricky one. Of all the cast members that I kicked and trained with on set, name one person that you would not want to train with. Oh, why are you going to do that to me? <laughs> oh, man. I would say. Do you, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you gotta go first. Okay. Man. Um, first off, I just want to say, like, on, on on the real, um, everybody that I worked with on Miscalculated, uh, whether if you had a principal role or if you had a, a you know an extra role, know that it was an honor and a pleasure to meet you all, to hang out with you guys, or and ladies. And to really get to know every one of you guys, because uh, it, it, you know, it's always great when you get to really know the person and really, uh, you know, network and hopefully become good friends out of the situation. And you know, and that is like the memories that I will carry with me forever. But during our training sessions, the one person that I would not train with in real life would be uh, Lavar. And I would say that is, it's not the fact that I don't <laughs> like the guy. I really don't. I think he's a great person, and I think he's a hell of a, a, a of a of a funny guy, a great comedian. He definitely does his acting, but the way that he was doing his kicking and the way that he was like taking certain things, I couldn't tell if he was really serious or not. I, I almost felt like it was like almost a dangerous liability. For those reasons, I would pick Lavar. Sorry, dude. You you know that I love you, man, and I will always support you in everything you do no matter what acting thing you do. But uh, I feel like if we were training together, it just wouldn't work. I might, like, you know, either you might hurt yourself by accident or I might accidentally kick you or something. It's just, just it wouldn't be good. You just spend the whole time laughing. I, know, I, that's, that's... Yeah, because, you know, when I'm training, you know, in the martial arts, as you know, being a fellow martial artist, you know, I really want to put um, my best foot forward and my, and my discipline and my concentration into something. And let's say if I'm working on a form, one little thing that could be a distraction could throw the whole thing off. And I won't uh, allow myself to have my training be compromised in any way, shape, or form. You know? So, again, LeVar, I love you, my dude. I really do. But we're not training together. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, for the record. For sure. You know, I think, I think that was kind of like a, a trick because... I wouldn't. I don't know if he really does the martial arts like that. I think he was just. What did we call it when he was doing it with, uh, with Cam, right? When he was behind him. Uh, it just felt like he was kind of pantomiming and just doing certain things. Crackhead kung fu. Crackhead right? kung fu. That's or what something. it was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But for, for I guess for my answer, the, the same reason I don't want to train with this person is the same reason I definitely need to train with this person and want to train with this person, and that's Cameron, man, because. In, in every other form of martial art, I don't feel like there's anybody that can, can kind of be better than me. Mm -hmm. But watching him trick and watching him kick was so incredible. I know when I go train with him, I'm watching him and I'm copying him. And that's where we were with the kicking, too, was I, I saw him do something. I said, 
how do I do that? Let me do it right after you, you know? And it's not really, I don't want to train with him. It's that, it's that little bit of like, okay, I have to learn from this person versus, you know, being the teacher and, and being, you kind of have to take that ego out of the equation and step back. And so it's not so much I don't want to train with him. It's knowing that I'm going to have to learn every, every step of the way, you know, not so much go in and be the one who's showing, which I'm so used to, I think, is, is the main thing. So that's really, really uh, a different type of tricky answer than yours, you know. Okay. For sure. If I saw a fight between, and this is theoretical, if every because some of these people are deceased, but if I saw a fight between Donnie Yen, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and Bruce Lee, my money would be on Bruce Lee, man. Everybody else would bow out out of respect, man. I mean, you can't even. It, that's when you think of of. It's almost like he has a, a mythological version of himself at this point you know um that people people just see him and 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 there's so many different views of who bruce lee is and and only a few real people know who he was you know you can go and see these other guys and see donnie yen and and i know he's an incredible martial artist and same with jackie chan but if you ask them he's the influence in their own training right so so I just, you know, you could say, oh, Bruce didn't do this, or he wasn't that, or he was incredible, and, and he would beat everybody, you know. But I I just, and it's almost like he's a, a I don't want to say like a god, but like when you look at the martial arts, you have people that just, I mean, that's just the guy. I mean, that's just, you can't, I don't, I don't think anybody can really argue that with a good argument, you know. Right. I, there's people who can always argue it. And we'll argue anything, right? You know, and but I mean that's just I mean Bruce is Bruce, man. That's it. Uh, curveball question: Between the primary colors, between yellow, red, and blue, my favorite color out of the three would be. Oh man, uh, that's a tough one. I guess I'd go with red. You know, uh, the color of passion, of 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 blood, of you know we all bleed the same blood you know it um you know even even envy it used in the right way you know can can get you to a certain point you know before you have to turn it into something else you know of, of a respect and i think that's where we go back to cameron you know i envy his skill in in that xma style and the tricking style and and that's you know in all respect to cameron that's that why i didn't i'm putting quote want to work you know train with him I, of course i do Right. You know, it's right. it's it's one of those things where you have to take that to the point of okay, now that envy turns into respect, turns into admiration, turns into okay, let me get there. And I think red and kind of encompasses a lot of different uh, of a lot of different feelings. I would say. Right. If I could see myself ten years from now, I see myself running uh, my martial arts school. You know, I have I have a huge dream. Um, I don't think we have time to get into it right now, but I, I want to um, just have a, a society, not so much a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to turn something into a place, you know, um, where everybody can learn multiple styles, can learn languages of those styles if they want to learn, where, mm-hmm. you know, the history of the, of the country, of where it came from. Um, ten years from now, I want to I wanna be... 10 years further than when I where I am now. And that's, you know, really my goal. I can't really touch too much on it. I don't want anybody to steal my ideas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Never that. Never that, my dude. Never that. All right. Well, this has been really good. Um, you know, again, I want to thank you 
for being my guest here on the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Uh, you know, it's an honor. Yeah, and dude, you know, uh, you know, when we when there's another opportunity, um, you definitely have an invite to come back. You know, we definitely. I feel like this is just only like round one, but uh, let's see. One question before we go, and then just uh, uh, informational questions. Um, and I'm actually glad that I remember this because this was the last question of the round two of <laughs> of the many of questions that I'm asking you for the uh, for the stick up here. Best MMA fighter to ever do it. Oh man! Then now you have to understand there were a lot of them. Oh man, that's there, a question. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, I would say. You know, first off, uh, you can say whatever you want about people. And, and I, I tell my students all the time, you can look up to, to the way, the skill of someone without dwelling into their personal lives and, and trying to get into the type of person they were. You know, you can look up and, and uh, admire their skill and what they do mm-hmm. without without admiring them as a person. And with that being said, um, you know, I hope he's healing well. Matt Hughes was one of my biggest um you know biggest inspirations and i have met him and i got a chance to roll with him he was a great guy to me personally um but in that same category man gsp george st pierre yes sir i I gotta put him up there he's he's one who i feel like just same with with bruce lee when when time passes and he's long gone people are going to be talking about him he was this he was that but he's going to be the guy that people talk about man right and and i know khabib is up there but yeah man, i just can't personally everybody has their own and gsp is just the man for me you know in in mma he embodies what i feel a martial artist is and man if you look at his record the two losses he had i believe uh two losses um he got back you know matt hughes and matt, matt Sarah. yeah so you know you can't get much better than that of course, you can get twenty nine and zero, but you know you can't get much better than what GSP is and what he's doing outside of, of MMA now. Right, working with Gordon Ryan and all those guys and helping them get ready for their MMA careers as well. Nice, nice. Uh, now, before uh, we we get out of here, um, if you have any social media out there, you want to just go ahead and announce it so that way uh, people can actually follow you and just see what you're up to. Yeah, man. Um, you know. On Facebook, it's just Zach Malakoff, Z-A-C-H, and Malakoff, M-A-L-A-K-O-F-F. And uh, it's going to be the same on, on Instagram. I know right now it says I am Zam. Is, my name's Zach Adam Malakoff, so it's the initials for, for me. Right. Um, you know, kind of that Dr. Seuss Zam I am. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I'm going to go right back to at Zach Malakoff, and you can just follow me there. You can find me on Facebook. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a friendly person, or I try to be at least. Um, so if you friend me, I... 99% of the time we'll accept it and uh and if you follow me I, I don't always follow back but you know it you know follow me if you want and that's really where I'm I'm at you know I'll follow you if I want to you know I don't just return just because you know right so I feel you I feel you well ladies and gentlemen I think that's uh we're going to get officially wrapped here uh being over in the Wasabi Studios over in Halethorpe Maryland uh for those that do want to follow me uh you can actually follow me on Facebook, just go ahead and hit the search button and type in the Kim Huang Podcast Experience. If you want to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, it is actually on the both same handles, which is uh, TKHPC Experience. All one word, both works for Instagram and on Twitter. 
Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, hey, I'm all about it. Go ahead and email me. Um, email me at the Kim Huang Podcast Experience at gmail.com. Note, if you want to be a guest, please uh, make sure that you email me a bio. And, of course, big ups to uh, Anchor, where this is the, uh, the format of where I'm actually accessing and throwing all the episodes there. If you want to follow the, the show and the podcast, uh, hit it up at anchor.fm forward slash Kim Huang podcast experience. Wow, that was a mouthful. Uh, Zach, again, sir, you know, big respect. Thank you so much, brother, for stopping in. Uh, you are the one now, the number one that actually started this and the number one guest that is like, you know, that nobody else can say I was the first one. So you actually uh, have broken the mold, sir. So thank you so much for spending uh, your time with us. I know that you're a busy guy. Uh, you know, nothing but love and respect to you. Dude. And back at you, man. You will not find a more hospitable host if you want to be on this podcast, man. He is just an incredible person. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate you choosing me just in general, but being the first is, is such an honor. I know it's going to be a long-running podcast with amazing interviews. So thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And, uh, again, big shout-outs to uh, all the cast and crew of uh, Miscalculated. You know, uh, Ramel Morales, the director. Uh, Dameron Kirby, the executive producer, from what I've been hearing right now, they are halfway done of filming, halfway done. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this is a sign of things to come. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, whether if there's going to be a premiere or if it's going to be streamed somewhere. But as soon as we know, it will be reported here and y'all will know. So uh, that's it from the Wasabi Studios. Uh, this is your boy, Kim Huang the host with the most, the Asian sensation. And uh, this is another episode of the Kim Wag Podcast Experience. Guys, please be safe, make great decisions, and just love life, live life, appreciate it. You know what the deal is. And uh, we are out. And I will see you guys real soon on the airwaves. Peace.